Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon. Hey everyone, Hurricane Liz here, back for another Professor's Podcast, and with me as usual, the man, the myth, the legend, Howie Tyen. Howie, we're going to go to you in a second, but this guest that we have on today is a second-time guest. Now, people absolutely went crazy over his last speech at PPE 1.0, and so as a result, we have brought him back. And let's face it, Howie, I talked about this in another podcast, but every single month in Amazon with what's being, what's happening and what's evolving, it's almost like a dog year or seven years is a dog year. I mean, so much has changed since we last saw him, which was almost maybe a year ago, I want to say, Howie. So uh, is that about right? Is that how you see Amazon evolving as if it's uh, aged in dogs? I mean, um, actually, I, it's exactly almost a year, uh, a year, a little bit since the last time I saw Tariq in Prague. So that was almost a year. And then the last time we saw him or we were with him on the PP 2.0, he was a panelist on, we were talking about AI and uh, how will it affect Amazon selling in the future. Right. And he spoke at the PPE 1.0, which was way back when. But would you agree with what I said that Amazon evolves almost as quickly as a dog ages? I would say probably like probably it's quick it's quick so i don't know exactly three to six months stuff changes (laughs) yeah so we definitely got a lot to talk about with Tariq today but before we get into with Tariq, i want to remind you guys we are about to hit ppe 3.0 on february 15th and 16th and that will be live from the comfort of your own home i will give more details about that at the end of this and also remind you guys that ppe 1.0 and 2.0 were a huge raging success thanks to speakers like Tariq and a lot of other amazon sellers including sellers that have made upwards of as much as $50 million a year. We've had two $50 million a year sellers so far. And this time is going to be an absolute, just mind blowing experience for the simple fact that how he went above and beyond. And this time recruited a $150 million a year seller, as well as a $20 million a year seller who we happened to interview yesterday. And then hallelujah, glory be to whoever it is that you believe in. But he finally got a female speaker. And guess what? This is no slouch. This lady makes upwards of $20 million per year. And she's going to be talking about some terrific things, which uh, is primarily more than likely going to be about really scaling a business. So we had a brief conversation with her yesterday. How we, how pumped are you for Lana's talk um, coming up at PPE 3.0 on February 15th and 16th? Well, really pumped because she actually learned a lot from the, the $700 million seller that came over to our event in Las Vegas that one time. And, and guess what? Uh, Arlana was there listening to how he actually scaled. So he, she probably used a lot of the stuff that he, she learned and uh, trying to and scaling her business now to $20 million. Yeah, which is the amazing part of this actual mastermind is the people that you get to meet will impact your business greatly. And this gentleman that we're about to talk with today, uh, we're going to chicken wing it with him as well since he's been on here twice. We don't want to ask him the same thing. Like I said, Amazon is constantly evolving as well as the knowledge required to be able to be at the best. So without further ado, let's introduce Tariq, who is 
the primary person or the leader of an agency, it's a PPC agency focused on machine learning and artificially intelligent type things. And who knows what else he's got up his sleeve. So we'll talk to him today. But Tariq, I always get your agency name confused with the actual Central Intelligence Agency of the UK, which is MI6. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's something to that effect, but it's that sexy. It's that intriguing in terms of the way that it sounds. Let me know a little bit more about what you do. Let the people who weren't able to see you on the first interview know a little bit more about your background, as well as what you've been working on for the past year and how much Amazon has evolved, particularly in the PPC field, since that's your area of expertise. Yeah, so thank you, Liz, for this great introduction. So as you said, our name is kind of mysterious. It's M19, so it's Magellan 19. We, our company is basically, it's not an agency. It's a software that is doing AI optimization for uh, PPC, for advertising on Amazon. So our tool is managing all ad formats on Amazon using the, our client's data to optimize and to scale their sales and of course uh, reduce the echoes when it's possible and when it makes sense. So I'm one of the co-founders of the company. My uh, background is mainly engineering. So like uh, Howard, I'm a geek. <laughs> like I, I studied computer science, machine learning and all these things. I worked many years in research and development lab in a big famous advertising company here in France for uh, six years as uh, a machine learning engineer. So basically I was spending all my time improving and building algorithms to improve mainly search algorithms. And I, we decided to leave this company, leave the research and development department with some colleagues that are my co-founders now in M19 to build this engine and use it on Amazon. We used to do it on Google before we say, okay, so we know how to do it. We did it before. Let's do it for ourselves on Amazon. And after four months, we had something, the first version of our engine. Now it's very different. But our, after only four months, because it's a topic that we uh, dealt with during many years before, we had something up and running and we started already optimizing for one account. So basically this is my background. It's a super technical uh, background. Now, my role in M19 is a bit different. I'm more focused on data analytics and at the same time, some of the business side, since I'm talking to a lot of sellers to understand more their needs, to see how we can use all other areas outside PPC to improve PPC. So it's super interesting to have this new role that is not that is not anymore 100% tech and machine learning development, uh, but it's only 70% now machine learning and development. And the rest is trying to translate the business needs uh, into our system. And Tariq, in the past, since we last saw you, which is about a year, how much do you see that PPC has evolved? Wow. Yeah. So a lot of things uh, changed. The first and big thing that has changed is competition. So we can see that competition is way harder uh, than a year ago for different reasons. The, and, and the main ones are first, like big brands, like big corporate brands did. Now they are aware of the importance of being present online and especially on Amazon and the potential that is there. Because of COVID, they had to do the digital switch 
and now they are investing more and more online and a piece of this investment is on Amazon and because they are throwing budgets there it's making advertising uh, more expensive so the first reason is uh, this having big corporate investing more the second reason is the fact that there are more and more FBA acquirers so instead of having a lot of moms and dads sellers like small sellers spreads over uh, over the world now you s- we are starting having seeing some big corporations that are acquiring these small brands operating them professionally with experts putting money and advanced tool to operate so this is creating competition as well and this uh, is injecting more and more money in this ecosystem and the last thing is the fact that just amazon is evolving also like all what they are providing like the different ad formats the different ways of optimizing the different things that you can play on and change either through the api that all service providers or tool providers are using like us or even directly in seller central and as we were discussing with our last time now the, the like one of the big focus of amazon is to give a a, a big push on the dsp side and they're trying to put more and more DSP sites and feature in self-service directly in Seller Central. So just to the difference between today and last year, there are more ad formats that are eligible for, uh, like accessible for everybody. People can invest easily on them without going through uh, third-party service providers like us or agencies or whatever. So it makes it easier to invest. And this is a big change compared to before. Right, absolutely. Howie, anything to add on that since you kind of always have your ear at the cusp of what's going on with uh, Amazon in terms of PPC? Well, Amazon, of course, I think a lot of people will know that Amazon's going to actually making a lot of money off of the PPC or sponsored products and, and all that ads that they're doing right now. They're always uh, expanding their uh, ads network and they're doing a lot more of uh, video, video ads and stuff. So I see a lot in regards that they're going to push a lot of the DSP, like what Turk says, over to the self-managed side for the sellers, which would probably be easier for them now for the attribution side, because it's kind of hard for right now sellers to be able to attribute the exact sales by which venue of ads that they kind of use to push, push the products. Using like DSPs and uh, sponsored, you can actually commingle the the sales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As you said, there are more and more ways of uh, doing sponsoring, so it's making sales attribution even harder. And maybe this is why they are uh, pushing also harder the sales attribution side. And by the way, as we were discussing again also on this topic, they are even now opening sales attribution between Google Ads and Amazon, where you can be doing your uh, Google ads and tracking your sales on Amazon. And this is a first step toward what Howard was just describing. The fact of uh, having multiple channels of advertising and you want just to know exactly which channel you want to attribute to attribute these sponsored sales to. And because of all this, it's making it more and more complex. And yeah, so um, there is more and more tools to to develop on our side as service providers and also on agencies to to help and bring expertise 
to brands who don't in-house this expertise, etc., etc. So it's, I think it's a super exciting year that is in front of us because of all these uh, changing things that are happening. Yeah, you know, Tariq, since you had a lot of experience working on the Google side of things, and now you're obviously back, you're in the Amazon side of things. And there's been a lot of, it's very apparent to the people that work with Google and then now with Amazon that Amazon has mimicked a lot of what Google's done with their algorithm in terms of indexing and all that good stuff. And they've kind of mimicked exactly what Google's done with all that. But do you feel that they're doing the same thing in their algorithm with the advertising that Google's done since you have the background in both Google and Amazon? Yes, they are kind of following the steps uh, of Google, but they are way (laughs) behind them in terms of uh, years. So Google, they start basically like more than, uh, I don't know, eight or 10 years before Amazon in this area. But the main and big uh, difference between the two that is making our life harder as um, tech guys or agency server provider is the ability to do A-B testing. So Google from almost day one with all their, their APIs and the services they were providing, it was feasible and easy to do A-B testing where you were using uh, their advertising. So you can create different campaigns and you can decide this group of campaign will be in one population, the other one in the other population. So as you can run and test two different strategies and you can scientifically assess and be sure 100% which strategy is better than the other. The main difference with Amazon is Amazon is not providing that. So you cannot do that type of uh, clean split testing. And this is, it might seem not that important, but when you are developing strategies, working on strategies, it's really crucial. And without that, it's almost impossible to assess 100% which strategy is better than another one. And it's also very hard to reverse engineer how the algorithms, their algorithms are uh, working. Because in my past company, we were working on internal algorithm for this company and it's equivalent to me working on Amazon side. And these algorithms are so complex and are using so many inputs of data that are evolving all the time. And they have internals team that working on them all day, all week, all month. So it's super hard to follow what these algorithms are doing because first they are evolving. The algorithm itself is changing. The inputs that are put in it are changing. Plus, the definition of how they work is these algorithms are learning every day. So every day, the output of these algorithms, these models are different. But the main big difference is the uh, ability of doing A-B testing that is not feasible on the Amazon side that was in the AdWords side. And it was helping a lot do development and check what's working and what it's not when, you, when we are developing strategies. And do you ever foresee Amazon doing that, allowing people to A-B test? No, no. And we are always asking, asking that. We are discussing with them at least once uh, a month, at least with some Amazon reps that are in charge of uh, taking care of all software providers. Like, and we are asking for it uh, all the time. For the moment, there is no signal to uh, something in this direction, but we will keep asking. 
Yeah, that kind of seems a little bit disappointing. Howie, you have any additional questions to add for Tariq about any of that? Not at that point. Not at this point. Okay. Tariq, you know, one other thing that I was talking about is like obviously evolving and Google, Amazon's emulating the way Google's evolved. How about on the spend side as a consumer or as somebody that wants to run ads on Amazon? How how expensive is Amazon getting in that respect? And is it making it difficult for brand new sellers or mid-level sellers that want to scale more to be able to compete with the big guys? Do you see that ever capping out? Like, you know, when Google capped out, you saw a lot of people run away from Google and then jump into Facebook. But obviously on Amazon, all you the one real big choice you have is Amazon. But do you ever see them catching Google in terms of prices are capped out already? Yeah. So basically these Amazon and, uh, and Google are using the same systems. It's second price auction systems where you pay what the second price, the, your second competitor that is bidding uh, just below you is willing to pay. So basically it's not Google or Amazon that kind of decides the prices. It's just the competition. And according to what we said before, since this competition is getting harder and harder, prices uh, are higher. We are not today doing uh, Amazon advertising is not as expensive as doing uh, AdWords. As we see in AdWords, we know there are some categories where if you are not paying more than $7 uh, the click, you won't be displayed in page one. It's not yet the case on Amazon. It's very rare niches where the CPCs are that high in the categories. But I think we'll come to it. But overall, it's increasing the way it is incre- it was increasing uh, in Google because of competition, not because of their internal strategies, because they just put a second price auction and the more demand and people participating in it, the higher cost it will be for everybody. And as you said, today, for small sellers with limited cash flow and limited capacity to take risk and invest before getting returns, it's getting harder and harder to make it work and to make a product launch uh, without spending and wasting some money at the beginning. And, you know, that brings me to another question is now the bigger sellers obviously can afford to pay for software such as yours and be able to even pay for managers, PPC managers, which, you know, can be a coin flip, whether you get a good one or a bad one. Some of them could be using your software. Some of them could not. But what kind of advantage do people have using some type of machine learning or artificial intelligence while with running their PPC? Yeah, this is a, this is a good question. Just a first disclaimer, like uh, a PPC expert working manually can do a super good job. Like it's not, you today it's not, you don't have to go through machine learning or an automated tool to have a good PPC strategy in place. So manually, you can do something very good if you know exactly your landscape, if you know the most important keyword, the most competitors, and you have some time to spend on your account. So it's feasible. But what's the advantage of the tool over a guy is that the tool will be working all the day. Every day, the tool will be fetching new data, adjusting everything, not based on their gut feeling or what they think will be work or not, but based on the data itself, its performance, how it's converting, and with a statistical uh, significance. So it's just maths, it's equations. We compute if 
it's a noisy signal or a true signal if we have enough data or not to react and readjust. So basically, this, these are the two main important things for a machine handling based on a machine learning that is just math or a human. The fact that the machine is working seven days, 24 hours, and is not overreacting, and the machine is taking all decisions based on statistics and not gut feeling that sometimes might be good, but at scale on thousands of keywords, it might not work all the time. So these are the main uh, differences in my opinion. Right. And Howie, let's, let's take the same question to you, since you obviously deal a lot with PPC, you've put your ear to the wall and you follow almost everything that happens. What kind of advantage do you think a seller has when using these tools in comparison to your standard everyday tools or just a PPC guy doing it manually? Well, it might be, uh, I might be kind of um, very, I, I don't know, biased, uh, bias, uh, but I, I don't know what to say, but because I'm all into automation and everything like that. So when you have this PPC AI learning, machine learning, it's kind of like more like it's cruise control, you know, uh, you got, you, yeah, manually you could do it, but how many people do you need to have in order to be able to scale something really big, you know? So the, the machine itself is could be scaled. You could have a hundred products, a thousand products, a uh, hundred thousand products. It just works the same way. And it's not going to ask you for more, you know, more pay or, or anything like that, because it's just that the human, you would need a lot more people to do the same thing, you know, with so many accounts and, and, and so on. So if we were trying to, we're, we're in the process of linking where keyword research to, to PPC, AI with launching products all in one system. So that's what we're working on right now for, for our uh, Signalytics side, using signals with MPPC as part of it. Yeah, you know, one of the biggest concerns, Tariq, that we've been talking about in the past couple podcasts that we've had so far this, this runaround was the influx of Chinese sellers coming into Amazon and the the it's seemingly not stopping, right? What do you see? And this is why, to me, it's so fascinating because when we were in one of Howie's last masterminds in China, the one thing that I noticed going into the actual uh, event and to the factory that we were at, Howie, the office, is there were over 3,000 people in this office. And it seemed like the Chinese, while their way of scaling was manpower. I'm curious, have you seen an influx of the need for Chinese sellers to want to automate or use some kind of software for their PPC versus what I saw, which was pretty much a company that was just hiring as many Chinese as they could to sit there and type things out. But have you seen an influx of these people that are using this type of software? So let me share an experience we had internally in, in M19. We had a, we had a client that I think, yeah, I think he's, he, the brand is, is Chinese and the client is Chinese and he was operating from China. And it's not like most of our clients where it's at most 20 people working between one to 20 people working in the company. There were a lot of them. So we can see that he has some, a lot of manpower available. It was a, a big brand. And what we noticed is these guys, they, they understand what the machine learning 
can do, the value it will bring. But at the same time, they are so micromanaging and they have so many people to do even thousands and thousands of operations a day with SOPs and everything that it was almost incompatible with these two systems. You have a system that can do uh, thousands, if not millions of operations on your, on, on your behalf. And you have the teams, the structure, the culture, the SOPs to do massive work. And when you try to mix these two, you, you will have interference and competition between the two. And sometimes it leads to non-optimal strategies. So yes, if you want to do like perfect PPC, you need to spend a lot of time and a huge amount of operations need to be done. And when you want to do both, a lot of manual work with an automated PPC uh, tool, uh, it's not the best thing uh, to do. So yeah, we, we felt and we, 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 we had that experience before with one of one Chinese client that we, that we had. Howie, same question for you, Howie, because I know you also have a lot of experience working with Chinese sellers, but do you see any of them ever attempting to adopt this or do you see them already adopting this? Because like I said, what I saw in the factory and you were there with me is just 3,000 people doing things that could have easily been automated, but yet they still chose to go with manpower. Maybe it's a culture thing, you know, a culture thing where they're used to managing uh, a lot of people. So for them to let go of the whole entire PPC and let the machine run, they're probably not used to. And maybe in a way that they, they still kind of new technology, they can't fathom how it really works. So they think that it's, there's a lot of uh, loopholes that is not a lot of bugs or a lot of things that the, the AI is not really looking at. So that's why they kind of micromanage and then they ask questions here and there. And how uh, do you, does, does it look at this part? Does it do this? Does it do that? You know, so there's a lot of a trust factor, I would say, as well. What do you think, Tarek? Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's also, as you said, it's culture and there's also this trust factor where it's super hard uh, for them to delegate 100% to a machine if they don't trust it uh, 1000%. Otherwise, as you said, they are, they are keeping asking, digging, what, what if, what if, and trying to check that there are no bugs, nothing, which is, which is good when you are developing software. You need to always check all the corner cases and, and everything. But when you have a system that is working, you just need to take it as it is and... Of course, a system by itself won't be doing all the job. So you need to have a system that is doing automation, but with a human on top of it that knows the business and the strategy to guide this system. So I think the problem with that type of, maybe, yeah, maybe there is some of the culture, but I think we can find non-Chinese sellers that have that type of profiles. And for these profiles, they just need to understand that automation AI is there to do this huge work of selecting keywords, adjusting bids by every cent, but the strategy structuring the guidance, it's always on their side. So it's always on the agency side or on the brand manager side. So this is what they need to, to keep in mind. Yeah, anything to add there, Howie, or any other questions that came up for Tariq? No, I, I, not really. I, I kind of feel like I, I talk to him every day. Seems like I talked to you yesterday, Tariq. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I bet a lot of people would love to be a fly on a wall to hear one of you guys' conversations. So I, I, I certainly do not have a shortage of questions. People know out there, out there that, well, Howie's a man of few words. I can make up for those words uh, with my mouth. So let me go ahead and continue asking Tariq a couple questions that I'm curious about. And Howie, if you happen to come up with anything, just go ahead and interject anytime you want. But Tariq, my next question for you is, let's talk about the opportunities available on Amazon advertising as a whole. I'm sure there's so many of them, and that's probably a very broad question, but which ones spark up interest in your mind and which ones would you like to kind of talk to people about? Okay, so to be completely honest with you, there are less and less opportunities. So even when I've hearing people talking about sponsored brand video as a huge opportunity, DSP as a huge opportunity, uh, where there are a lot of sales uh, to go get easily, we are working with hundreds of uh, clients. So I have access to the data. I see the strategies. I see the results. I don't think it's uh, true. So let's just be honest. There is no easy opportunities left there on, on Amazon, especially on the advertising uh, side. So today, in my opinion, the best the important you just need to have a good strategy a good strategy where you are sure about your coverage either you are going after the important keywords or only the long tail or both you should be sure about what you are covering how you are covering it but what what type of uh, matching you are using making sure that all your matching types and your coverage is clean with no overlaps and you make sure that you are using all ad formats so as you increase your chances to occupy more space, because no, not all the ad formats are eligible for all placements on Amazon. So maybe if you are using only some formats, for example, sponsored products and not sponsored brand and display, you won't be eligible for some placement. So you reduce the opportunity you might get. So just make sure that you are covering uh, all this and there are different strategies uh, to do that. And as long as you are piloting everything performance-based, like based on ACOS or on your profit, you don't care. So the best opportunity for me is just to make sure that the coverage is perfect in terms of keyword and controlled, and there are different strategies to have. And also in terms of ad formats that are the different available ad formats, either the new ones or the already existing old ones, both they are uh, very good and working. And for the DSP side, it depends. I wouldn't recommend it as an opportunity unless the account it's, is super big. By super big, I mean making more than uh, 5 million uh, a year. And in this case, yes, maybe we can, you, can, you could consider going for DSP to go fine-tune all the opportunities you can get from uh, PPC. Are anything to add there? Well, I do agree with Tariq. It is getting harder and harder. It's like when I started 2009 on Amazon, it was pretty easy. You just throw some products up and it would sell. And uh, now it's getting harder. Now when you throw a product up, you might be lucky if you could get one sales <laughs> because you still have to rank those products now. So ranking it is costing a lot more. Before you, had to, you could do promotion codes. Now you're doing rebates. A lot of rebates that's a hundred percent 
And then now, like, there's all these PVCs now getting cost more and more with big brands, like what Tariq was saying before. You know, it's going to cost more. And then it's going to, then at the second bid price, you know, you know, it's, everything is going to drive upwards. As well as more and more people coming in. You're talking about Chinese coming in. You're talking about everyone everyone because of the pandemic everyone's been putting out courses saying hey uh go to do amazon you know if you go on tiktok they say go to do amazon you know so it's kind of hard to not like before so if you guys want to start and make some money at least not lose as much money to 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 rank the same product to uh, sell the same product it's best to do as soon as possible and do it with, if you could, do it with a lot of money, so you resources, so you could do it all at one time. Right. And absolutely, that's, that's some good good opinions from both of you. I kind of agree with you. It gets uh, less and less opportunity as time goes on. The barrier for entry gets higher and higher, and people just don't understand that. They think, uh, or they're sold the fact that Amazon is still the biggest e-commerce platform out there, and it's pretty easy to sell, but that certainly isn't the case nowadays. Is how he said 2009, those days are long gone. But Tariq, let's talk about, you've already spoken about PPC at a previous event. It was a lot of uh, little details about PPC and I saw the talk twice. Uh, I just didn't, I just don't recall the name of it. But this time around, what have you planned out to potentially talk about uh, on this PPE 3.0? So there are a lot of very trendy subjects nowadays. One of them is sales matching. So the more and more formats you have available on Amazon Plus, the more and more channels you are using, you need to understand perfectly how sales attribution is working on Amazon. And understanding that can help not looking at your only your sponsored products. Uh, sponsored sales. You will be looking at your sponsored sales, your organic sales, the mix of the two and linking that to the profit. So by understanding how the sales matching is working on Amazon, you will have a better understanding on which format to use, how to use them, how to do the math to decide which targets you want to have. And this can be a good uh, subject to cover during the, during the PP. There are other subjects uh, we discussed uh, before with Howard, other related to different types of management, different types of strategies you can have in PPC and and other different other uh, topics. Awesome. Howie, is there anything that you've thought about Tariq potentially talking about? Or what is it? Did you like something that he just mentioned? Well, uh, I'm also like, I'm thinking about maybe having a panel where we have some PP. PVC experts that are doing agency without using a system like AI and comparing it with an AI. So maybe have a panel and let them talk. I think Lazar is here on, on this PP 3.0 and we have Tariq. Maybe they, we can communicate and see how maybe some kind of a discussion on, on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So I certainly, for one, would be looking forward to that. But uh, I think that wraps it up for everything that I have. Unless you have anything to add, Howie, uh, let's get to Reek's final words. I'm trying to think, but I think last time when we were at PP 2.0, Tariq wasn't a speaker. He was mainly a panelist on, on, on the subject of AI. It blew everyone's mind away because it's like, if Tariq is so technical and stuff like that, everyone's so smart. Everyone wanted to ask some questions and here and there, and then get pick out on his brain and and learn from him. But we always, I always talk to him about like ranking, using AI to rank products and stuff like that. 
not with not with PPC, but in the same sense, learning the algorithm, learning Amazon's algorithm, using an AI. So there's a lot of stuff that we go into detail and stuff. So there's, I'm not sure what else to to ask, but I'm sure that we're gonna come up with some good topics that everyone would probably enjoy. Absolutely, and I just do want to remind everybody that. Tariq did speak at PP 1.0, so he did have a presentation there, although he did and he was on the panel at PP 2.0. And as I said before, he was crowd favorite at PP 1.0. He was one of those. And at PP 2.0, people had so many questions for him. So I'm looking forward to hearing him on PP 3.0. Tariq, any final words from you before we say goodbye? Yes, my, I just wanted to share how excited I am to participate to this event because there are always super good discussions. And also the audience is usually super technical. So the questions are super technical. So I guess that the network, networking there between the audience, between people can be uh, sometimes even better than the knowledge you can grab from some talks, at least mine. I'm not saying that. So my point is, it's always a pleasure uh, to do that. There are smart people asking questions. So if you participate, take the time to talk to these people as well in addition to the questions you will be uh, asking. And my last final uh, thing I want to leave you with is 2021 will be so different because things are really changing on Amazon. And one of the biggest changes that I already mentioned is the fact that there are more and more people that are there to acquire sellers. So it's a good thing for all sellers because it makes the exit more feasible and maybe easier because at least there are more and more buyers. It will make things harder because of competition, but at least there is always this way of selling and this will have a huge change uh, in what will be happening in Amazon in the next year. Right, absolutely. And thanks so much, Tariq, for being part of this. As I said, like you said, there are some very smart people asking some questions and there's a lot of shy people that don't ask questions, but like I usually yeah. tell them, hey, yeah. Don't be afraid. We don't bite, at least not virtually. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing you and I look forward to being at PPE 3.0, which is February 15th and 16th. So mark your calendars and get that early bird pricing right now, which is 50% off the usual price. And this is the price that the usual brotherhood slash sisterhood of Amazon's most elite sellers pay for this. So once you pay that price forever, you are locked in at that 50% off deal. And trust me when I say we've got people that reattend these things. We got some people that have attended almost every single one of them. So I'm pretty sure that they will be at this one or at least they will be replaying it as you do get the replays forever. So you get to keep the replays forever. And that's the exciting thing about it. Howie, any last words before I say uh, the URL where people could get that early bird price at? Well, this time we're going to do a lot of really crazy, what do you call it? Like more of the networking side, right? Interacting, we're, yeah. We're, we're actually designing the whole entire PPE 3.0 on a new concept of more of the networking. It's kind of similar to what we what's out there right now for Clubhouse, but in the, in a the sense where you can actually virtual see each other and talk to each other and stuff like that. So it's going to be pretty interesting how it will turn out because this is going to be our first time doing it. And we really think that this new technology and this new presentation style will really be very attractive and very uh, educational. 
Absolutely. So thank you, Howie, for that. We finally got some words out of Howie. Didn't even have to buy him a shot. That's the great thing about Howie. Sometimes he can surprise you. So to learn more about PPE 3.0, head on over to howardtide.com forward slash PPE, the number three. And again, early bird pricing, you got about a week and a half to lock that in. 50% off the usual price. Again, howardtide.com forward slash PPE, the number three. And on behalf of Howie, as well as Tariq, this is Liz signing off. I'll look forward to seeing you all there on February 15th. 15th and 16th. Have a great day. Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon.